Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Robbins Rehab West podcast. My name is Travis Robbins. I'm here today with Nick Horowski. And we're going to talk about a guide for supplements for recovery. So there's lots of different things that you can use supplements for. We have a couple podcasts uh, dedicated to that. But this one is specific to someone who is actually having an injury. And really, this is where we want people to go that are in our PT clinics that are having trouble, having some kind of typically an inflammatory response, or they've got some tissue healing that has to happen in order for them to get back to doing the things that they want to do without pain. And we're going to talk about four main supplements that can help you out with that. Those supplements are collagen, vitamin D with K2, fish oil, and magnesium. Now, I, I know some of these supplements, Nick, people have probably heard of before or or know a little bit about, or maybe they've seen like a uh, a blog post or something on why they should be taking it. But we want to try to break it down specifically for those that are ha going through physical therapy right now. And this can kind of help speed up that process. So what does everybody say when they come in for physical therapy? Man, I want this better like yesterday. Okay. Well, some of this stuff takes some time, but we're going to try to use supplements as a tool to help speed up that process. Average length of stay for someone that's in for physical therapy. And this is kind of across the board in, in our offices could be, you know, someone who's had surgery, someone that has just uh, general low back pain, someone that has plantar fasciitis across the board. We're around like 16 visits. So in the beginning, you're coming like three times a week and then we've dropped down to two times a week and then once a week. But you know, you're looking at 16 visits over the course of, you know, six to eight to maybe 12 weeks. That's a long time. And there's things that you can do to help kind of speed that up. So Nick, the first one I want to go over is collagen. So what is collagen and how can that help speed up recovery? So collagen can be found in a bunch of different forms, but easiest thing to think of collagen is what makes up actually like your tendons, your ligaments, uh, your, your joints really. I mean, this is, it, it's a specific like sequence of amino acids, right? So basically what does that mean? Smaller proteins. Um, but Collagen is actually just very high in glycine, which is more of that like stretchy, spongy material that people tend to think about. And that's what helps to make up all of these things. And uh, I should say, and like discs and the low back too, like that's another big one. So really, if you have an injury to any of those, which pretty much any injury <laughs> has to deal with all of those, uh, it's going to be really important to have enough collagen and like even specifically like the the glycine on board with that okay so maybe an analogy and this might be right or wrong but you tell me is i was going to build a house i'm going to need a lot of two by fours to kind of build the structure of the house so the collagen is kind of like the two by fours to especially connective tissue in your body like nick is talking about so it makes a lot of sense that if I'm trying to, if I have a, a tendinopathy or some kind of issue with that, if I'm having some kind of disc injury uh, in my neck, if I'm having some kind of muscle injury in my body or it's some kind of uh, maybe a joint injury, like some kind of meniscus problem or a labrum problem in the shoulder, uh, it seems like it would make a lot of sense to consume the building blocks of that so we can get that um, through supplementation. Where can I find this in my diet um, normally? Like if I was eating... Um, foods, where would I find this stuff? There's a whole lot of places to find this. However, most people don't eat a lot of those foods, unfortunately. So okay. where can you find it? You can find it. My favorite, I still think, and don't, if you, if you want the best of the best of the best, you have to make your own bone broth. I'm talking 12, 24 plus hours of simmering stock 
simmering bones down and drinking that. That is still going to be the best source that you can possibly have. Eating bone marrow is going to be absolutely fantastic. Eating organ meats, perfect, like thumbs up. Eating the skin on chicken, on fish, uh, eating the bones of fish, like the small bones. These are going to be the best spots for this. What do you think of that one, Travis? Yeah, so uh, you're not going to see a lot of if you actually if you walk into one of our offices, you'll see a lot of that kind of stuff going on because you'll see our therapists will be uh, have uh, glass jars of stuff, and our, our patients will say, "Well, what are you drinking?" It's like, oh, it's bone broth. I made it at home, and then you have to get into a whole different conversation. But yeah, what Nick is saying is most people aren't going to um, go through the effort of making that or um, don't like it. Like, there's not many people that like to eat organ meat, but um, that that's the best natural. So I shouldn't say natural source. That's the best source that people. Uh, would eat of it in terms of food, where they would find it in food. But what does collagen actually come in? So if, if you purchase collagen, what do you have to do to it in order to consume it? Well, it's still going to be, collagen is still actually in forms of food uh, where it, it's just going to be processed, right? And that's where I say that with, hey, I still recommend this to people, but it's still not the best. Like you, you'll get it from uh, bovine or like, cow sources uh you'll get it from porcine or pig sources and what are they using they're like taking the skin they're drying it out uh and they're basically creating that into a powder uh they'll do it with fish uh they'll do it with eggshells actually uh they'll do it with chicken like the chicken skin like all these they'll use those animals and just use all of the parts to it and then they'll dehydrate it uh, and basically turn it into a powder. But like I said, is that going to be the best? No, because it's another level of processing. Do I still support that, especially because not everybody's going to do eat the other things that we just talked about? Yeah, this is still going to be uh, a better than, I think, not doing it at all. Yeah, so if you're going through an injury right now, collagen is definitely something that you want to try to get into your diet somehow. The other cool thing, I, I was just listening to a podcast last week, and it was a guy... All he does is basically research tendons and uh, connective tissue injuries. And he was talking, if you, they, they, they did a lot of studies on taking uh, a collagen supplement about an hour before a lifting session, or in this case, even like PT sessions. And he said like the injury rates, no, sorry, the, the injury recovery was just that much faster because you're actually getting that into the bloodstream right when the body is about to start using it. Yeah, yeah, I listened to that same podcast and, and saw that resource. So we'll, we'll put that um, on our website. We'll show you guys how you can uh, get a hold of that if you want to um, uh, take a look at that. The next one we're going to talk about is vitamin D with K2. So let's talk about what that is, why the K2 stuff is important, and why it seems like most people need this. So the K2, this part I bring up very, very uh, much, actually, because – People will take a lot of vitamin D, they'll take a lot of calcium, and they'll wonder, hey, why are my why is my vitamin D still staying low? Why like calcium? Like why are my bones still breaking down? Like why am I not getting this? People they're going on like mega doses of these things. K2 is the missing the missing one here. So K2 acts as what's called like a cofactor. Basically, it allows your body to incorporate it all together. And without that, with the vitamin D, you're not going to get your vitamin D levels up high enough. Uh, that's that's almost as simple as it is for that, right? Why is the vitamin D low though too? Hey, if you're getting out in your sunshine, and I'm talking like full exposure, like you need your shirt off, you need as much skin 
in the sun as possible to really get this to be able to ramp up your production. That's going to be the biggie on this. And it also depends on your skin color. If you're a very pasty, light colored skin versus a darker uh, black or brown, like something like that. Well, if you have a much lighter skin tone, you need very little sunlight. And chances are you don't need to either supplement with as much or you just you don't need to be out in the sun as much. But the darker and darker that your skin gets, you actually need much more of this to produce enough vitamin D. So it's going to be very dependent. Like some people just might not have that much time to spend 10 hours a day with their shirt off outside all year round, right? It's it's not always practical depending on the climate, the time, uh, not the time zone, but excuse me, the latitude that you live at. So you're going to have to use this with that as well. Okay. And what are other um, reasons why you can take that? I'm talking specifically about uh, calcification buildups or issues in organs. So um, I know I've read a little bit about that, but explain how it can help there. So it's the same thing where it talks about like people taking mega doses of calcium. Well, the body has nowhere to go with this. So it kind of just stores it somewhere. And that's where like we talk about like a calcification uh, on a, on a bone or even in a muscle. Right. And it's like, wow, that's rock hard. And it's not like it feels like a tight muscle. No, like it feels like an extra bone and that's how much buildup there is to that. But it's because you don't have the other, uh, excuse me, cofactors like something like K2 or vitamin D to be able to get that into the bone or into the proper areas. So it just kind of body says, all right, well, we're just going to hold on to this and we'll do something with it later uh, rather than just getting rid of it. All right. So uh, next we're going to talk about is fish oils. I think this is probably one of the more commonly known ones. I think this has been a little bit more popular. So fish oil, that's a broad category. First off, I want to try to break down, well, what kind of fish oil um, are we looking at as a specific kind of fish and why would someone take that that's currently going through an injury? Yeah, I think you're your best sources of fish oil are going to be anchovies, sardines, mackerel, and salmon. Uh, Cod could be another one, excuse me. Those are probably going to be the the safest uh, because of, again, you're going to get wild cod versions. Like the smaller fish, I'm still a big fan of smaller fish and or krill oil. Krill oil can be very good too. You you need to make sure ones that are free of toxins and that's going to be a, a big thing with this and you need to make sure that they're protected as well if you smell a fish oil might smell like fish but it shouldn't smell nasty it's hard some people aren't like if you don't have the sensitivity of your like nose to really be able to tell that difference it's an important thing it shouldn't smell like rotten fish basically if it is it's it's rotten fish and it's rancid and the the fats have broken down you're not gonna it's actually gonna cause more oxidation in the body so getting fish oils that are properly prepared for lack of a better word properly processed excuse me that's gonna be what you need to find and of those fish sources that I said those are the ones that are gonna give you the most bang for your buck because they're gonna have high levels of again omega three that's a very anti-inflammatory very potent anti-inflammatory for you to be able to uh, calm that down in the body okay so that speaks to like tissue repair let's talk a little bit about how fish oil can help with brain health so that's going to be specifically more like the dha in fish oil uh is just critical for brain health like that's a lot of what uh our our brain is actually made up of uh, as well as 
and I, I don't want to short the saturated fats because saturated fat oftentimes gets vilified. Although this is a polyunsaturated fat, which means it's actually very unstable, but that's why you need ones that aren't broken down to be able to repair the tissues of the brain properly at the same side. That's why I also really like things like coconut oil because of the very stable saturated fats that are in there to help feed the brain and to help build it back up as well. All right. Last one we're going to talk about here out of the major four that we uh, suggest for repairing uh, uh, tissue from injury is magnesium. So Nick talks a lot about this. There's lots of different reasons why you would take magnesium, but let's focus in on how it helps speed up healing, Nick. So when you're trying to heal, your body is under stress. And I'm talking like a distress versus a eustress. Distress is more of like that bad stress. A eustress is actually a good stressor to the body, right? So when your body is just uh, like you're worked up, you're stressed out at work maybe, you're not sleeping enough, like you need other things to help calm the body down. Magnesium is something that's going to do that. Magnesium, much like K2, is somewhat of a cofactor, but it also just it allows for so many enzymatic processes to happen in the body. If you've listened to any of our other podcasts, I said, this one's like, when I started looking at the research a couple years ago, they thought it was like 300, 350. Now the number's over 800 processes that magnesium is responsible for. And this number, I'm sure as they look at little nuances, is gonna continue to climb. Biggest thing is, it's really important, right? So it's, it's important for, I like it because of how it helps to calm down the body and, and it doesn't put it in that constant fight or flight state where you don't get that ability to recover. And again, you need to go parasympathetic or is that rest and digest, excuse me, rest and digest as people often hear about. And that's where magnesium comes into play. It allows your body to help properly repair itself without worrying about so many other things. All right, so that is a quick breakdown on those four supplements that we suggest for those of you who are currently going through an injury. If you want to know where to get this stuff, so the sourcing of this is really, really important. So we've talked about this in other podcasts, but basically you don't want to go into your grocery store or local supplement store and go to the shelf. And what unfortunately most people will do is they'll look and find the cheapest one and get that. And especially what Nick was talking about, the fish oil, like you open up one of those cheap versions of fish oil, it's probably going to smell like rotten fish because that has gone bad because it's been sitting on a shelf for a long time. So sourcing this stuff is really important. Deciding to take it is important. The next most important thing is where do you get it from? So we've done that work for you. If you go to robinsptwest.com slash supplement, then you're going to find uh, more information on these supplements and you're also going to find uh, where we get them from and, and where we suggest patients go to get them. If you want to take an even deeper dive on supplements in general, where we go over even more than these four supplements, then I want you to go to robinsptwest.com slash supplement guide and that will go to a long form uh, blog post with other podcasts like this on it that will explain in more detail exactly why we're taking these things and how they can help you supplement your current diet. Nick, anything else before we go? No, I think that's it. Check it out. See, see kind of what works for you. You're going to notice, I think, some big changes with ability to recover if you start implementing some of these things. Yeah, and I'll just kind of end with my story on this. I just kind of as I have gotten 
older now. I'm kind of in my early 40s. Um, it's, it's some stuff just didn't work as well as when I was in my 20s. And I, you know, I, I don't take uh, as good a care of my body as Nick does. And I'm not as great with my diet. I'm constantly improving that. Everybody's kind of on a journey to improve that, I think. Uh, but what's really nice with this is you start to see a pretty quick return on your investment. As soon as I started taking some of this stuff, the, the issues that I was having with sleep and my memory and general energy levels, like those three things right there, um, improved drastically. And that was, you know, the main thing that I changed. So that's what we can link it to. So if you guys have any questions about this stuff, um, just head over to those websites that I said before for more information and hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Nick.